Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show uh, Lee Luong. She is the CEO of Nurture Growth Biofertilizer. Uh, hi, Lee. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi. Well, thank you very much for the invitation and thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm excited for this particular interview and learning about you and also about the company and the product. Uh, but first, uh, can you share your professional and personal background? Sure. Um, so I joined Nurture Growth about five years ago um, when uh, the founder of the company um, showed me this bottle and said, I want to uh, commercialize this product. And at that time, um, I'm not a gardener, but it's very interesting. When I first came to Canada in 1981, my family um, landed on a farm. So it feels as though I'm going full circle. And, you know, now I am landing back in the agricultural industry. Um, so when this product was first brought to me, I thought, wow, this is you know so innovative, you know, being an organic fertilizer, but taking food waste from restaurants and supermarkets, you know, engaged me even more of how we can solve some problems, um, you know, to fight climate change. And I thought that it was a good match, even though climate change was, um, you know, still very prominent at that time. I didn't realize the extent of impact that this project would have had um, when I first joined. So five years later, you know, here I am. Uh, I have been in business for the last 20, 20 plus years, um, you know, ran um, you know, private schools, ran international departments, um, you know, running uh, sustainability projects, and now I'm coming full circle in agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk more about uh, Nurture Growth Bio Fertilizer, uh, what it is, and what kind of products you offer? Well, it's very simple. Um, you know, we take food waste from supermarkets, restaurants, and also food beverage manufacturers, um, and then we bring it back to our facilities and we feed it to our microorganisms. So our fertilizer is not compost. It's actually compost mixed with these very powerful microorganisms, and the microorganisms feed the um, feed on the food waste, and then it's applied um, on commercial farms. So. In 2017, the company was established in 2015. However, in 2017, we started to commercialize and we um, started trialing it on vineyards. And Legends State um, Vineyards out in Niagara was the first one to try it, and they had a lot of success. And since then, we've been experimenting um, and doing some research with various wineries and have found a lot of success in uh, the application. So the vineyards were noticing that they were getting better quality grapes, um, perfect acidity levels, um, you know, bricks levels, and they were very happy. So not only did we supply to the Niagara industry, but also to Prince Edward County. Um, so it's been um, you know, a very uh, growth, um, you know, a very interesting few years um, growing with vineyards and small farms. And then this uh, this year, in 2020, we launched our home and garden uh, product line. So we mainly sell fertilizers to commercial farms, but this was the first year. And this, you know, we didn't plan um, you know, to roll it out, you know, because of COVID. This was already in our plans. We were already 
um, starting to do market research on it last uh, last year. And, uh, you know, with COVID, you know, we noticed an exponential growth with our home and garden product line as well. Mm-hmm. So where, where do you collect the uh, waste from? Um, uh, from from breweries, uh, from from where do you get the waste product? So we have a, a chain of restaurants that supply it to us. Um, we also have food and beverage manufacturers uh, that supply it to us. And then, you know, when we grow to scale, uh, we also have supermarkets that are ready to supply it to us. So, for example, Metro last year, uh, sorry, Metro this year started to carry our product in their garden center because they thought that the product was very innovative and they wanted to contribute to that circular economy, um, uh, you know, project where they were taking food waste from uh, supermarkets like themselves and then repurposing it for commercial um, and home and garden fertilizers. Uh That's, uh, that's great. And um, can you explain uh, the concept of organic fertilizer? Um, what, how exactly uh, is an organic fertilizer different from uh, traditional fertilizers? Okay. So uh, the uh, easiest way to break this down is just imagine, uh, you know, plants. Um, have, you know, every plant is like humans. They need food. So when you feed them a traditional synthetic fertilizer, you are giving them uh, essentially like a steroid. So you're giving them an immediate boost and they grow, um, you know, quite rapidly. But what happens is that the plants, if they don't need the nutrients, then it leaches into the soil and then those chemicals then leak into the waterways and potentially can have harmful effects on the environment. Whereas organic fertilizers, um, there's different types of organic fertilizers, so compost, manures, um, our fertilizer is very unique in the sense that it's a biofertilizer, which means that it has biological um, agents. So there's little microorganisms. Think of it like uh, probiotics. So what we're doing is that we're feeding the soils with healthy microorganisms, healthy probiotics. So when the sun um, shines on to the plant, um, that process is called photosynthesis. And with photosynthesis, it produces carbohydrates and sugars, which then send signals out to the soil. And our microorganisms start to eat those um, hormones. And then once those uh, microorganisms uh, die, they um, provide the nutrients to the plant. So it's a symbiotic relationship. So the, the relationship of the microorganisms to the plant is very important because they're providing nutrients for each other. And it doesn't happen immediately. So what happens is that you're slowly building the immunity of the plant, just like vitamins or probiotics. Uh So is it fair to say that organic fertilizers are free of chemicals? Uh, I would not say they're free of chemicals. You know, everything is consisting of, you know, of chemicals, right? But there's no harmful chemicals in there. You know, the ingredients that we use are 100% natural, we are certified by ProCert, by EcoCert, by Omri as well. So these are all certifying bodies. Um, so the difference is that, you know, with organic fertilizers, is that they're not harmful. And especially with our fertilizer, um, knowing how it is produced, I know that it is so safe 
you know, to use. Uh, even the founder of the company, when we go visit farms, he dips his finger inside of the formulation and he licks it. He says it's a hundred percent safe, and I believe them because I know the manufacturing process. Um, I see how it's done. Um, there's absolutely no harm at all, which is a benefit because. Home gardeners want to have that reassurance that it's safe enough for them to use at home if they have pets or if they have uh, little toddlers running around in their lawns or in their gardens. They want something that's safe to use, that is not harmful, that doesn't have any harmful uh, chemicals. Mm -hmm. So it has some chemicals, but it doesn't have uh, harmful chemicals. And um, it has, like, as you said, organic material, biomaterial, which is, which is good for the plant and also the soil. Correct. 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 So we don't have any harmful, you know, chemicals in it. So, for example, if you mix, um, you, know, you know, water and vinegar, for example, right, or water and sugar, you know, that's considered a, a chemical, you know, reaction, right? So that's why I can't say we don't have any chemicals, you know, in there because, we use different ingredients in there, and when you mix it with water, you know, that causes a chemical reaction, right? So that's why I say that it is um, harmful chemical-free. Mm -hmm. And on, on top of that, you're also certified uh, as organic. So that is also um, great that it's been certified. Um, so can you talk about uh, your uh, clientele, uh, where do you sell your products and uh, any specific uh, uh, clients you have? Yes, so we currently uh, sell um, all over Ontario uh, right now to vineyards. We're selling to approximately 10% of the Ontario vineyard industry, uh, Legends Estate Winery, um, Trainer, uh, The Grange, or Prince Edward County, Hidden Bench, um, you know, are some of the uh, you know, well-known names. Uh, Konzelman uh, has been um, conducting some research using our fertilizer. Uh, Rife Estates. So these are all very prominent, um, you know, large-scale, uh, sustainable type of vineyards, um, you know, that are using, uh, you know, helping us uh, do some research about our product. Uh, we also have, uh, you know, large-scale farms, um, you know, that are using our product as well. Um, you know, we also have uh, home and garden centers. Uh, so, for example, Home Depot uh, right now is carrying our product online. Uh, Lowe's is carrying our product online. Uh, so is Rona. And we're working to get into some other uh, retailers as well. Mm -hmm. So did you employ any particular uh, marketing strategy uh, to promote the brand and create awareness about your product? Um, are you able to share examples of any techniques or uh, advertising campaigns you might have employed? Yes. So we were working with Innovation Guelph, and uh, I had an amazing uh, mentor, and her name was Saskia. So she was helping us out uh, last fall with rolling out the home and garden uh, marketing strategy. So uh, when we first had, um, you know, the... The product. She helped us with finding our branding voice. We also put together um, a garden survey that we sent out to um, you know all key industries, people that were in gardening, um, garden centers, and we were trying to find out you know what were some of the things that home and garden 
um, listeners were interested in, right? So we developed uh, a survey to capture some data. And based on that data that we captured, we were able to form a marketing strategy as well as our, our message, right, that really uh, hits home to the home and garden. So working with Saskia and Innovation Guelph has really helped us with that. And we also worked with John Kelly, who is uh, at the time was my business mentor. And now he is, the, um, I believe he is the assistant minister of agriculture of, of Ontario right now. So he's moved on. Um, but that really shows the caliber of mentors that we have at Innovation Guelph. So working with the both of them, we developed different strategies to tackle the home and garden market as well as the commercial farms. Um, and everybody was really, um, you know, amazing, uh, you know, at Innovation Guelph. Uh, you know, I had a, um, a leadership coach that really helped um, instill more confidence in terms of the different types of leadership um, skills that I needed to run different marketing programs, right? Because even though I had a very strong marketing um, background, you know, at times I kind of, uh, you know, have self-doubt, you know, am I doing the right things? There's so many um, factors and, and, you know, so much risk that, that is involved. And having um, Innovation Golf be my support system has really helped us with that, uh, you know, marketing plan. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm curious, uh, how much fertilizer do you sell uh, annually? Uh, so we're still in the prototype. So um, we were launched in 2015, and in 2017, um, we started to commercialize. And then in 20, uh, 2020, we are selling to home and garden. So we're still in... Um, I would say small capacity, and we're looking to grow to a much larger scale. You know, we have the ability uh, to produce, um, you know, almost a million liters of fertilizer a year. Uh -huh. and, and it's fair to say that your whole product is uh, made in Canada, from raw materials to conversion. Uh, everything happens uh, in Canada, specifically in Ontario. Exactly. So we're proud to be um, 100% Canadian. We are female-owned. We are female-run. And uh, that really, and, and being Canadian, that really resonates with the farmers because it's local. They know that the supply will always be there, and they don't have to worry about shipping it from the uh, United States and, and having an import. I know that we are working um, with a large landscaping company right now that is working with a supplier in the United States, and in the new year, we're looking to take over that contract. And the main reason was that the supply chain down in the States is not secure, and they can't run a business based on, uh, you know, you know, on the supply chain, right? So having something that's made in Canada, they can proudly um, boast that it's made in Canada uh, and, it's, and it's produced by a Canadian company, especially during COVID. You know, we've done some market research study and we found that Canadians, 74% um, of Canadians are now looking to buy Canadian products, right? If they had two products on the shelf, they're finding that they would prefer to buy Canadian or prefer to buy local as opposed to buying international. Mm -hmm. Do, are there a lot of uh, competitors in the organic fertilizer industry? Yes, there are. You know, um, 
when you talk about competitors for fertilizer, everything is a competitor. Synthetic fertilizer is our competitor as well, because not only do we do we sell to commercial farms, um, traditional commercial farms, um, and some organic farms, but we're, we're selling to farmers that are looking for more sustainable, uh, you know, practices that are still using the synthetic fertilizer. So what we're doing is that we're encouraging them to use more organic practices or and incorporating more of our product and having less dependency on chemical fertilizers. We're not saying get rid of it completely, right, because we can't tell a farmer how to run their operation. But what we can, you know, ask them is that to reduce their dependency on the chemical fertilizers. Um, other farmers, uh, you know, produce their own fertilizers. Uh, they make compost seeds. Um, you know, other farmers use manure. So everything is a competitor, you know, to us. But in our specific field of biological fertilizers, uh, there's a few key players, and I've actually done some um, competitive analysis. And what I found is that our product is far more superior um, than any of other products on the market right now because of the micro microorganisms that we have. We have a much higher concentration of microorganisms than our competitors. Uh, secondly, we have way more um, microorganisms, different type of microorganisms. So, for example, one of our competitors, uh, you know, their main um, you know, benefit is that it helps to produce uh, healthy roots, right, and then increases yield, right, whereas ours, uh, you know, does a number of, of things. It helps to fixate nitrogen. It helps to solubilize phosphorus um, and potassium. It helps to mobilize them as well. And it helps to mobilize other micronutrients, um, and it also has, you know, other, um, you know, beneficial microorganisms. So I've not found a formulation in any of our competitors that is able to do all of this in the same formulation. And what I'm finding is that our, our competitors are producing small batches um, at a time, whereas, you know, we're doing, you know, very large-scale batches, and, you know, we're much more efficient, and we're running... Um, you know, our product on very low energy and, you know, much more sustainable practices. Mm -hmm. uh, have you received any government grants uh, for for your business? Yes, we have. Um, so we were invited to participate in a number of international trade missions to Brazil and India, and we received government funding uh, to start looking at exporting our products. So we were featured in India at, uh, uh, you know, one of the largest uh, farming agricultural shows um, in 2018 and in 2016. So that happens every two years. Um, and then we were also invited to go to Brazil as well as, um, you know, to showcase our product to the Brazilian market. Um, we also received government funding to conduct more research because of the nature of how biological um, products, you know, are evolving in the market. They want to really encourage more sustainable and more um, environmentally friendly, uh, you know, practices, you know, in farming, especially in the vineyard industry. So as a result, um, we received FedDev government uh, funding to do some research on grapes, apples, and uh, grapes, apples, and peaches. 
Right, and then uh, we also received uh, other government fundings um, through the Green Center Fund to conduct some research on vineyards. Um, so we had five different vineyards, Consumen, which I mentioned earlier, Rife Estates, um, Herndur's, um, Henry Appellum, and uh, Chateau de Charmes and de Simone participate in this trial. So that was funded to the government because they see the importance of biologicals and how beneficial it could be uh, to the farming industry and especially to the vineyard industry because that industry uses so much chemicals um, that it's, it's, you know, can be potentially um, you know, a detriment to our environment. So working with companies like ourselves um, in finding alternative solutions to producing healthier grapes, healthier wines. Um, so we're continuously working with the Canadian government and also um, the Ontario uh, you know, government to provide alternatives um, and conduct more research you know, for, for growers. Mm-hmm. So which uh, specific organization provided the grants? Was it uh, OCE? Uh, so for... Um, BioEnterprise, the one that we received last year in 2019, um, that was funded by FedDev, um, and it was, um, you know, uh, um, I guess a federal, you know, grant, you know, to help businesses, uh, small businesses grow. Um, And then we also received another uh, national grant through uh, National National Resources Canada, um, you know, to, to conduct the research for uh, the vineyards, right? And then the other ones were through OMAFRA, um, you know, where we got funding to uh, get some export opportunities in India. And the other one, um, Brazil, uh, we've got some national funding. And I believe that one, uh, it's now called Can Export. um, And I forget the name of, of what it was called before. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so, what are what are your goals for the next few years? Um, do you plan to enter uh, new markets, uh, develop new products? Uh, what what uh, what initiatives are you working on? So, we're really excited to launch our cannabis specific fertilizer probably uh, early spring this year, and uh, I won't reveal the name. So. Um, but I'm, I'm very sure when you, you hear about it, um, you know, it'll put a, a big smile on your face. So we're launching uh, that specific uh, cannabis-specific fertilizer. Um, we're also looking to export our fertilizer to the United States. We do have uh, some customers who are using our, who were using our fertilizer last year. And, um, you know, they ordered a couple of totes. And this year they want to now roll out the fertilizer program to their entire farm. So the previous year, they only ordered one tote. Um, this year, being 2020, they ordered a couple of totes. And then next year, they're looking at order, ordering, you know, a minimum of one to two totes, you know, per month, per growing season, right? So it's going to continue to grow. So we're looking to continue to grow in the United States, um, you know, with our biofertilizer product. I also participated in a trade mission two weeks ago where we were uh, speaking with the trade commissioner in Colombia um, as well as in Mexico, in Chile, and Peru. And uh, I had some meetings with 
some international companies who were interested in possibly um, being partners with Nurture Growth uh, in South America. Wow, that's uh, that's great. Um, was was your business uh, affected by recent events? Did you have to pivot? We we you know really struggled um, during at the beginning of COVID because everything was on lockdown and at the time the health measures we weren't really sure what was happening with COVID and the farmers didn't want to see us um, you know just because you know for for health reasons so you know our revenues definitely did drop we couldn't you know um, meet the farmers to provide them you know, with the knowledge about our fertilizers. And at that time, the farmers also had their hands full because of the migrant worker situation. Because they didn't have these migrant workers um, come in to help them, they had to do it themselves or they had to find other um, resources to help them start, uh, start planning. So a lot of farmers were really hesitant to try something new just because it was a very strange year. They didn't want to spend extra money. They were already stressed as it is with, uh, you know, lack of migrant workers, um, you know, and because they had a lack of migrant workers, they weren't even sure if they could plant all of their crops. And even if they planted, they weren't even sure if there were enough workers to harvest. So as a result, you know, that whole, um, you know, commercial uh, sector for us, um, you know, really affected you know, our revenues for, for 2020. And then we did have to pivot a lot faster than uh, expected. So we were supposed to be um, in stores, in Home Depot, and in Lowe's uh, this spring. But because of COVID, uh, Home Depot decided to um, halt that for a year. So we had to switch, uh, you know, to online sales. So we, you know, quickly put up our online store website. Um, we're now selling on Amazon. Um, Home Depot is now carrying our product online, uh, same thing with Lowe's. So we definitely had to pivot. And with the home and garden, um, I guess, sector, we're able to pivot very quickly. And it's a very uh, rapidly growing sector for us. And we'll continue to work with the commercial growers uh, you know, on the farms. But I anticipate that it will be another very difficult year that farmers are not looking to try something new. There's still a lot of uncertainty um, in the industry. So what we'll have to do is pivot and look for um, some other strategies, which is why we are looking at uh, participating in these different trade missions, virtual trade missions, and looking for buyers internationally. Well, that's great. Um, well, Lee, it has been very nice uh, speaking with you and learning about you and your background and your business. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. And please do visit us on our website at www.nurturegrowthbio.com or follow us on Instagram. Uh, we have a lot of great tips about how to grow fruits and vegetables. Um, if you're a plant parent, you can also – there's lots of great tips as well. And, you know, just you know, gardening is such, um, you know, a therapeutic – you know, activity, right? And there's so many benefits. So I, I, I encourage you know, everyone who's listening, uh, you know, right now, whether you're you have a garden or whether you have, um, you know, a small area in the balcony or inside your home, is you know, when you do grow something, there's a lot of joy in watching it um, grow from you know very tiny little plant, you know, to 
much bigger. Well, Sal, thanks very much for the opportunity to participate, uh, you know, on your podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, and thank you for uh, sharing your story once again, uh, listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you get a chance to learn about uh, n- nurture growth biofertilizer and uh, their amazing story about how they're producing uh, uh, organic fertilizers in the circular economy and they're uh, recycling waste and making it into something useful and organic. So hopefully that will inspire other Canadians and businesses to do the same. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.